Welcome to another episode of the Black Perspective Podcast. I'm your host, Shaka the Guard. Check out this first clip. What's wrong with these kids these days? Everything we got, it was a meritocracy. If you didn't get good grades, you didn't get toys, you didn't get any kind of electronics. These kids nowadays, they have D's and F's on their report card. They got a room full of everything. They are so bad, they will unplug their granddaddy's oxygen tank to charge their cell phone. Like, let me get some of this juice, granddaddy. You don't need all of this. You done lived your life. I'm waiting on a text from Tina. You still alive when I'm done, granddaddy? I'll plug you back in. Stop crying. You're wasting oxygen. You're wasting oxygen. And everything is about protecting these kids so they can feel no pain. Nobody cared about our pain growing up. We didn't have civil protections like seatbelts. There was three of us standing up in the back of my Uncle Billy's pickup truck. We rolling around like bowling pins. Two of us could have fallen out the back. He wouldn't even slow down. Real talk. I think that explains it. And these parents, they want to get their kids everything in the world but discipline. But understanding, you know, things don't come to you like that in life. You got to work for everything. They want to get everything to their kids that they feel like they ain't have materially. But they ain't teaching them no morals, no respect, no um hard work ethics, no nothing. You know what I'm saying? Nothing that really going to count in their life. You know, they going to mess them up in the long run. See, when I was growing up, we had to earn everything. You know, the man who raised me. He instilled that work ethic, you know, and uh, when you messed up, you got that much-needed discipline, you know, whether it was punishment from the Nintendo or a good-ass whooping, you know what I'm saying? But these kids these days, you better not tell nobody kids nothing. Shit, especially if they ain't yours, shit, you gonna have a fight on your hands. They gonna be ready to fight, you know what I'm saying? But let these police get their hands on them. It's gonna be too late then. Lil Johnny going to jail, you feel me? And um, I just think parents need to wise up. Babies need to stop having babies, you feel me? Shock of the guard. about to hear is a white male masquerading as a woman. Upset because he's getting called sir in the convenience store. Check out this clip. Give me my fucking money back. Excuse me, sir. There's a young man in here. Excuse me, it's ma'am. It is ma'am. I can call the police if you'd like me to. You need to settle down. You need to settle down and mind your business. Okay? Ma'am. Once again, ma'am. I said both of you. No, you said sir. Once again, it's ma'am. I actually said both of you guys. Right beforehand, you fucking said sir. Sir? Motherfucker, take it outside. If you want to call me sir again, I will show you a fucking sir. I apologize. Motherfucker. I apologize now. I need your corporate number. Because I'm going to talk, call them and talk about how it was misgendered several times in this store. I apologize. I need your corporate number now. Get it for me now. I'm going to ask you to calm down and stop cussing. Give me your corporate number. Well, I'm going to ask you for the fifth time to stop calling me a man. Because quite clearly I am not. And I apologize. I'm sorry for that, ma'am. I will get you that number. Is that okay? Yes, get it for me now. I'm asking you to stop cussing. Get it for me now. I'm not cussing. I'm not cussing. Give me the damn number. Please. Ooh. Ma'am, I apologize. Ooh. Ma'am, I apologize, ma'am. I will get you that number right now. No, you're just 
So this is my commentary on the trans man or trans woman in the store getting mad at the guy behind the counter because he called him a sir. Like, y'all not paying attention? These LGBTQ motherfuckers is uh, taking over shit. I mean, they already been running shit behind the scenes, you know, fashion, you know, music, church, all this old shit. But now these motherfuckers got to the point where you can't even... You know, you got to address them motherfuckers how they want to be addressed and shit. Like, motherfucker, if you born a man, you a man. Fuck all that shit. Like, these hoes got so much power, man. I done heard them hoes trying to get a law passed where a straight man can't turn them hoes down if they are trying to get at them. You know what I'm saying? You know, California, they school systems then took down boys and girls, you know, restroom signs. You know, you got this shit just getting out of hand now. Them hoes acting like some bullies. And you know what they do to bullies, man? Bullies get their ass whooped. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I just hate the effect that this fucking adopted lifestyle is having on the black community. Cause they started pushing this shit on us in 1974. You know, Kissinger and goddamn Richard Nixon, man. They got files and files and books on this shit. You know, that was suggested in 1974. You know, the AIDS virus came 10 years after that. So you do the math, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, this shit ain't by happenstance, man. They been trying to figure out ways to break our bodies down or trying to figure out our weakness since the beginning of time, man. Look at Tuskegee, you know the tests and the syphilis and all this shit they did on these people without them even knowing you know what i'm saying man y'all better be paying attention to this shit you know and teach your sons some um some masculine you know responsibilities and properties and what it takes to be a man you get what i'm saying and be setting the example just don't be sitting on your ass talking about it you feel what i'm saying get out here and be role models and represent manhood in the right way you know what i'm saying be taking care of your family be providing be protected you get what i'm saying as a man in the black community we gotta wear you know multiple hats man you know so get used to switching hats like a like a motherfucker shit working two and three jobs or something you get what i'm saying shock of the guard and that's my thoughts on this whole shit you know fuck them motherfuckers yeah i said it i ain't got nothing against gay people but at the same time you know it is what it is i work with them every day i chill you know i gotta be mindful of you know the politics of this shit you get what i'm saying you know long as they don't infringe on my right to not be you know living that lifestyle and you know represent straight black pride the way i supposed to then i don't have no problem with them you know what i'm saying but you'll be a fool not to recognize their power they have in today's world. Shit, a lot of these motherfuckers out here undercover any motherfucking way. Shit, shock of the guard. On to the next topic. Continuing with this podcast, check out this next clip. Chemically. Oh, Chemistry-wise, yeah. what this government has created through the chemical called atrazine, through the yes, chemical no. called paraquat, through these different chemicals, according to Tyrone B. Hayes, the, pro the professor of the uh, University of California, these chemicals create and enhance femininity within the body of a male, and it actually enhances the heightened likelihood of homosexuality from mm. birth, chemically induced. Mm -hmm. Once again, not by nature. You are not born that way, but now the government has found a way to literally make you 
become born that rapper. Tyrone Hayes was first hired in 1997 by a company that later became agribusiness giant Syngenta. They asked him to study their product, their product, atrazine, a pesticide that is applied to more than half the corn crops in the United States and widely used on golf courses and Christmas tree farms. But after Hayes found results that the, the manufacturer did not expect, that atrazine causes sexual abnormalities in frogs and... So basically, they putting chemicals in the weed to make niggas gay, you know, shit, to make people gay, you know. Black people, I think we probably smoke the most weed, at least that's the stereotype. Um, And these are things you have to be mindful of, the chemical warfare that's going on. You know, anytime the government makes some um, legal, especially a drug, they gonna doctor that shit up to suit them, you get what I'm saying? So just think about that shit next time you fire up a blunt. Okay, check out this next clip. What you're about to hear is Judge Joe Brown talk about the beginning of corn. But LAPD through their SIS unit and the FBI recruited Karinga and his boys and they were providing information on black activity. And they started that Kwanzaa thing so that they could bring black folk together and get them to talk and so they could record. And then a week later, the FBI picks you up from school. We need to talk. What do you know about so-and-so and that quoting you? God damn. Man, did they quote you? Yeah, man. Them motherfuckers, man, they were writing all that down. So I won't deal with Kwanzaa because it was a setup, 1966, over in Lemur Park. The park's right there on Crenshaw. And the whole thing was get black folk to come over and talk so they could inform, be informed on to the SIS unit and to the FBI. So, you know, there's all kinds of bad stuff behind it. About the well, folks, there you have it. This is Shock of the Guard, and that's how you got Kwanzaa, through some FBI, CIA informants. Karanga, he is not a black revolutionary. He is not a black hero. He's not, not nobody to be admired or held at high, high esteem. I'm sorry. He's a traitor to his people, and that's just facts. You heard it. Judge Joe Brown was there. He's a judge, so I'm pretty sure he didn't have access to that information, you know, one way or another. And it's just my take on it. Shock of the guard. It's just in seven-year-old little girl shot in Houston, Texas by a white man in a red truck. Listen to this news broadcast. The pickup truck. We need a store minding your own business. You have your child in the vehicle and somebody comes up and shoots you and kills your child. It's extremely important, very, to uh, offer prayers to the family. Uh, they're going to need it. Uh, it's a devastating situation that they find themselves in. Uh, they need emotional support, and they need the support of the community, and I believe that they will get that. We have some of the best homicide investigators on this case. They will do everything in their power to bring this case to a resolution. They are extremely committed. They treat every one of these murders, and in particularly this one, as if it's a member of their own family who has uh, suffered this devastating loss. So I have every confidence in the guys that are working this case that will bring it to a resolution, and we need the community support to be able to do that. So once again, just let me say we need to bring the suspect to justice for Jasmine and her family. Uh, we need to... Uh, we know that there are family members out there or friends of these individual, this individual or individuals who may notice some type of a change in their behavior or their demeanor. If you notice anything like that and you know an individual that's driving a red pickup truck that may fit this description, don't hesitate to call us. We need to get justice for Jasmine. Thank you. 
I'll say uh, just briefly in Spanish before I turn it over to the Father. Um, estamos aquí hoy para pedirle al público que por favor nos ayude a resolver el caso de Jasmine Barnes. Uh, ayer, uh, cuando iba con su familia, con sus tres hermanas y su mamá, uh, por la calle del, del uh, Samuelson Towway, uh, iba por la parte de las Wallaceville, en la parte este del condado de Harris, cuando una troca roja con un conductor um, uh, anglosajón de aproximadamente 40 años, este, manejó a un lado de ellos y comenzó a disparar hacia el carro, hiriendo a Jasmine de 7 años uh, mortalmente, ahí murió Jasmine y también la mamá fue herida en su brazo y una hermana de 6 años también fue lastimada con el, el uh, vidrio que volaba después del tiroteo entonces uh, es muy triste este, este incidente, por eso le estamos pidiendo al público por favor que traten de recordar si vieron una troca o algo sospechoso ahí por la área de... Um, Wallaceville y East Sam Houston Tollway, por favor que nos llamen pueden hablar anónima al 713-222-8477 o también a nosotros al 713-221-6000 uh, That morning it's our understanding that uh, La Portia, the mother and uh, the uh, four daughters were simply uh, going to a, a local uh, store uh, and as they were traveling on the service road again uh, this uh, uh, killer uh, just pulled up next to them and opened fire and again there could have been more dead and uh, I think as Lieutenant Sandoval said just to recap uh, to everyone in the area you know researcher cameras or could have been a suspicious truck uh, driving around the area if anybody else may have encountered a similar situation where perhaps someone fired upon them or a road rage type incident as well we want to know that information that could be helpful and so try to think beyond just what happened at that specific location and think about anything else, especially in Harris County. Um, it is. Uh, it looks to be a red truck. It could possibly be a maroon truck as well, so I uh, don't want to be limited in the color there because it could be uh, either maroon or red. And uh, again, we really appreciate the help. At this point, I'm going to turn it over to the biological father of Jasmine, Mr. Chris Sevilla. Uh, spelling on the last name is C as in Charles, E, V as in Victor, I-L-L-A. Chris Sevilla. Well, first of all, my name is Christopher Sevilla, and I just really want the public to step up in this tragic time and help me and my family and loved ones get justice for my daughter, who was seven years old, and it's a really tough time for us. My daughter was seven years old, loving, caring, very passionate with people very sweet, just an innocent young girl, very smart in school, and it's just a lot of things that's been robbed of me and my family at this moment that we will never be able to get back. And I just want anybody, whoever out there that knows anything about the murder of my daughter to just please step up as if it was your own. Because at this point, just put yourself in my shoes, in my family's shoes. What if that was your daughter? What if that was your even a son? Whatever is your child, period. What would, what would you want? You would want people to step up and help you and your family. So I'm just asking from the bottom of my heart that whoever know anything, please step up at this point in time and help me and my family get justice for my baby girl. Thank y'all. No, ma'am, I don't speak Spanish. 
we'll open it up. <coughs> yeah, just looking at the pictures, uh, never had met Jasmine, but, but what a beautiful smile. I mean, a million-dollar smile. You could see each picture she's just beaming. And what a, what a beautiful light that has been... Uh, taken away from us i mean there's just simply no words i mean and again i mean as we close out a year it's so tragic to be discussing this they should be ready to celebrate and they're in fact going to be planning a funeral ceremonies i know pastor decker here is involved as well and so we just again i mean just a public plea as your sheriff we need our community support so with that said do we have any questions he just wanted me to repeat what I had said to the uh, to the shooter out there. Uh, a la persona responsable le decimos que pues yo pido que su conciencia le esté uh, destrozando uh, por lo que él hizo. Le decimos que lo vamos a buscar, que lo vamos a encontrar y que no queremos que nadie más termine herido ni lastimado. Es mejor que se entregue, que lo haga tranquilo para poder uh, resolver este caso y traerle un poco de calma a la familia. Um, again, we want him to just simply turn himself in. We do, want, do not want anyone else in our community to get hurt. Sure, I think either you or Sandoval could answer this, but the question everybody across the country is asking is, what sparked this? You mentioned that it's unprovoked. Is it possible that it was road rage or an incident that may have happened in the parking lot? It's so early on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Well, um, my understanding, and again, we're still going to firm up some details, is they had not yet made it to the store. It's my understanding that we're barely going to the store. And all the things you mentioned about road rage and all the other things, uh, it's our belief that it was totally unprovoked, whatever it was. And we're leaving no stone unturned. We're going to leave every motive out there as a possibility. Uh, we'll simply let the investigation and the evidence lead us to the final conclusion as far as what happened. Uh, but we're not going to speculate at this point because we simply do not know. It just seems to be a random. There was nothing to indicate that the family did anything wrong in any way. They were simply just driving along the service road when this happened. Uh, to them. So we're going to try to piece things together. It's still early. Again, the mom, the mom's recovering from injuries as well. The six-year-old sustained injuries as well. And then the, the siblings, the team, obviously devastated at seeing and witnessing the loss of their sister before their eyes. Have there been any similar shootings in the area? Um, I'm not sure about similar. There may have been something in the past in terms of crimes we don't have any linkages at this point if that's the specific question we don't have any linkages at this point on any other uh shootings uh, that could be tied to this as of yet so you heard that bullshit some stupid ass motherfucker unprovoked just open fire on a black woman and her daughters and i hope they get that bitch and hang him by his ball sack and cut his fucking head off Oh, when he go to prison, them niggas rape his ass every motherfucking day. You know what I'm saying? I'm disgusted, man. It's New Year's Eve, and they got this dumb shit happening, man. These motherfuckers is getting too bold. Shit. I tell anybody in my city, man, get your gun license. You ain't, you know, got no criminal background. Shit. Pack your shit, man, because you just never know when shit gonna go left, man. Shit'll come find you. You know what I'm saying? Keep the strap, man. Pop that hoe if you got to, you know what I mean? Shock of the guard, man. I'm so mad right now. Shit. The Black Perspective Podcast, man. That was live. You know what I'm saying? Shit crazy out here, man. Niggas out here free. You know what I'm saying? Black people out here free and helpless, man. Don't know how to help they self. Don't know how to protect they self. And damn sure can't protect they family, man. Shit out of line, man. Now on this next excerpt, a young black lady 
Um, took the SAT, you know, twice. The second time she took it, her score increased 300 points. They said that it was invalid. Check out this clip. after her improved SAT scores were called in high school student is defending herself after her improved SAT scores were called invalid. The second time that Camila Campbell took the test, her score went up by more than 300 points. The testing company called that result invalid, they say, because her answers were similar to those of other test takers. But Campbell insists she did not cheat. Joining us now is Camila Campbell and her attorney, Benjamin Crump. Great to see both of you this morning. Thanks so much for being with us. So, Camila, let's start at the beginning. The first time that you took the SAT, I think you got a score of 900. What did you think of that score? What was your plan after that? Um, that score was just a basic baseline for me. I just took it to get a feel for how I was so I could know my strengths and weaknesses in the test. So from that point, I just knew, okay, well, I needed to work on this. I need to work on that because it let me know what was my weakness. Okay. And that's what her high school guidance counselor told her to do. To, to take a bit. So that the guidance counselor suggested taking the test for the first time without any prep whatsoever to get a baseline. After mm -hmm. you got that test yes. score, which is not, let's face it, an impressive test score, you then, as we mm -hmm. understand it, you took online classes, you got a tutor, you got yourself a prep book that so many other students used, and you took the test again. And what score did you get that time? Top Golf gameplay is now half price every Tuesday. That's all day <laughs> and all night. Enjoy more for less. This is Tuesday Done Right. Top Golf big hits live here. That time. Um, I got a twelve thirty, which is really impressive. That is just an impressive. improvement and then you heard from the testing company and they said that your test was invalid and I mean, your results were invalid and what did you think of their conclusions they didn't really give me a basis on why they think it's valid they just um basically said that i improved a little too much so it's kind of skeptical so i was I was confused. It was it wasn't fair. So I just wanted to know more information. Mr. Crump, here's what the College Board statement is. Uh, they say the students' scores were placed under review because of significant evidence of score invalidity due to substantial agreement between your answers on one or more scored sections of the test and those of other test takers. In other words, they're not saying that they flagged it because she improved. They're saying that they found something suspicious between the answers that she had along with other test takers uh, in the way they all got either questions right or wrong. Allison, this is one of the, where well, they're saying two different things, but the story keeps evolving. But this is one of the most un-American things that I have ever seen. You are guilty until proven innocent. I mean, and worse than that, you're not told the specific allegations against you. I mean, criminals get more due process than our children who have to be accountable to this SAT 
educational test and service this private corporation who tries to sit in determination as the measuring rod for human achievement and academic uh, excellence. She studied harder than she's ever studied in her life. She focused more. She sacrificed more. She checked all the boxes, did everything right, but yet she is now being accused of being a cheater. Yeah. And why? They say, oh, you just have to take our word for it that there's something that we see that's wrong. Yeah. No, and you, you know, they need to tell us. Well, here's one of the things that they said to us. They give CNN a statement. This is the third... Um, full screen graphic that we have another piece of evidence that can be reviewed in a score validity analysis is the student's answer sheet and for example whether the student's scratch work in his or her test testing booklet shows calculations or other notes as legitimate test takers commonly have or whether the booklet is blank camila do you do you remember taking notes do you think that that would help clear all of this up um i don't recall i believe some test work I did take scratch work off of, but when you take the test, they let you know beforehand that your scratch work will not be graded nor noticed. Mm. Um, they, they, one more thing, Camila. They say that they suggest that you take the test again. Do you? Can you do that? No, she's not no. going to do that. It, it is unfair and why not? to ask her to do that. Just like the movie Stand and Deliver, they want these students to be accountable to them, but this system is not accountable to anybody. I mean, it's so such power and authority that they wear arbitrarily. I've gotten calls from now over 15 parents around the country saying they did this to my child too. They try to beat these young people into yeah. submission. Well, this time, they're going to have to be accountable yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, we've talking to her congressional member. There's no oversight for this private corporation that has all this power to yeah. decide the future that's, of our young people. That's Let's go into the commentary. Now you heard that. She studied hard. She got private tutors. She took online classes. All to try to improve her test scores. On uh, the SAT. But. When you achieve higher. Than they expect. Then it becomes a problem. You know. That's another. Systematic problem with white supremacy, you know. You under their rules, they dictate what education is, what life is, what sex is, just in so many areas, the nine areas of human activity they control. You know, sex, money, war, you know, it's so many more areas that they control, it's crazy. You know, I suggest to this young lady just live your life and uh, don't let nobody put limits on your possibilities or what you feel like you capable of. Fuck them and they standardized tests, you feel me? But I'm shocked of the guard, and uh, we will continue with the podcast. Check out this next clip. of 
surviving of R. Kelly series dropped last night, and there are things that we need to discuss. Now, me as a black man, I've been disgusted with R. Kelly. Been. Because no matter how much music he produced, how many hits he came out, how well he can sing, he needs to face the consequences for his actions, period. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. But we have to really draw back into the mental health of us as black people that we continue to sweep the shit under the rug and I know where that shit stems from. That shit stems from us being forced to inherit this rape culture, to inherit these heinous actions that we do towards each other because people are quick to say, well, you know, white men be doing it, white men be doing it. It's like this, of course, because they are proud of it. This is where they come from and they control the scrutiny and also the society that we live in. So, of course, Okay, so when it comes to facing consequences, it's going to be the bare minimum of none. Just look here in the United States. More than 20 states allow underage individuals to get married with parental consent. In the state of Massachusetts, they allow a 12-year-old girl to get married. We are all that we have at the end of the day, so it's up to us to better our mindset. It really is. And it kills me as a black man to see that the majority of this man's audience is black women. They are still putting money in this motherfucker's pocket because they have been so damaged to the point that they normalized this particular behavior and also this mentality. So we really need to do the work because this particular behavior is being passed down to the youth. So my black men and women out there, please pay attention to the youth and watch what you do around the course. When it comes to facing- Yeah, so there you have it. R. Kelly, Surviving R. Kelly series. So what's going on now is what they do to all the black artists. They getting ready to bring R. Kelly down. You know, I think he might be going to jail with this one. I think they finna strip him of all his money. You know, if he own any music, they finna get that. They finna just destroy everything they help build up, because that's what they do. They build you up, and then they tear you down, you know, and then they keep all your secrets that you've done to themselves for this day when they come tear you down. Now check out this clip of R. Kelly describing his mother. McDonald's. Before she go to work, before I go to school, and she would get us a Danish. It's all we could afford is a Danish and a cup of coffee. But she had this cheap lipstick, and she would taste the coffee to make sure it was uh, sweet enough. And she'd leave the ring of lipstick on the coffee in which she tasted the coffee. And I remember when she would give me mine... When I would sip from the cup, I would turn it around and I would drink from her lipstick part because in a son mother way, I had a serious, serious crush on my mom because she could sing her butt off. And I just looked up and down to her. I looked around. I looked everything about my mother. You know, I loved her. And I even asked her to marry me one day. I was like, nah. She said no. But you know what? I understood I understood it. Now that's R. Kelly describing a relationship um, between him and his mother. 
how he felt, not how she felt, how he looked at the situation. And from my views, and I'm pretty sure some of my listeners' views, that boy got a problem. You know what I'm saying? This ain't nothing that happened overnight. This problem been, you know, going on his whole life. The boy got issues, man. You know what I'm saying? I would say pray for him, but I mean, I just realized it's time for him to pay for all the, you know, the atrocities he done done to the young girls in the black community. You know, he's a sick motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Point blank, period. Fuck R. Kelly. Yeah.